0: music respawn i'm kate Remington, catching up with grant kirkhope it's been a while and it's really great to have a chance to talk
1: yeah i know it's been a while actually i can't, i think i mean i've been on this game for a while i guess so uh i mean games take such a long time right so you tend to have the moment in the sun and then you go into the into your cave and for the next two three years until the next one comes out right
0: <laughs> yeah but it's neat because i've been doing this long enough now that we're like circling back and talking about sequels so <laughs> <laughs> so so that's been super fun. And your soundtrack for Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope that you wrote with Gareth Coker and Yokoshima Moto, It's just incredible. It must have been so much fun to work on.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, you know, I, was, I guess obviously doing the first game and, you know, I know the dev team very well. And me and David Soliani is the creative director and Romar Brio, who's the audio director, we kind of like you know, we're, we're sort of best friends now, really, you know, because we've I guess, working together since 2015, something like that. So... Um, You know, it's like uh, just being back in the family again, really. It's a it's a it's it's super fun to do.
0: I bet. Well, it sounds like David threw you some curveballs, though, because he didn't want the same sound for this soundtrack that you gave him for the original Mario Rabbids. And so how did that you know, how, how did that play out? What kind of things did you have to change or what things did he ask you to do that he was looking for?
1: I feel like he just pushed everybody <clears throat> to be better on this game. And I feel like every game dev's gonna say, this game's better than the last game, because we all think that, right? Um, but he was, he was super keen to try to make something different, in um, you know, all aspects of the game, like right? the programming and the art and everything, the animation, you know. Um, so, um, musically, he was super keen to do that as well, to try and, in fact, he kept wanting me to, to evolve, he said, he actually kept saying that in his uh, very Italian accent, Granted, you must evolve, you know? Like, you know <laughs> <laughs> like, that, you know, that, like that so and I feel like you know I have to say I feel like I have a little bit I mean even though in my ripe old age or whatever you know I feel like I still got a bit left in me yet so and it was fun to do I mean like I mean when we finished the last game I guess we finished the DLC in like 2018 something like that and over that that was like June I think and over that summer he said to me um Grant why don't you write a piece of music that that, that says Mario to you and I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, put some, you know, let me hear what's in your heart, something like that. And I was like, oh, so I kind of, I wrote this thing called the Mario Overture, um, which I kind of put together themes that I thought are uh, just an imaginary game or, you know, that in my head that I thought Mario could do. And uh, I wrote that over the a few weeks and I sent it off to him and Ramar and uh, Davide cried, of course, because he's an Italian. Uh, And so, um, you you know, you're on the money if he cries. If he cries, that's not good enough. (laughs) Um, And so, and some of those scenes actually made it into the game. starting of the game for real which is probably a bit later than that the first piece they, they do like a thing called a, they call it the fp it's first playable it's like the first slice of the game that's done to like high quality and they wanted a battle piece and so i actually did 25 versions of that first piece which is a lot right and i was a bit thinking you know what i'm never going to get this and i don't know what you, what they're looking for you know um i did get it um, and get there in the end but you know <laughs> a little bit like you know can i manage this so um it wasn't as hard as that. From that, that was the hardest moment. From that point onwards, it was all right. And I do feel like this game's been harder in general, but in a good way. I feel like they've asked me to stretch myself, you know, a lot more. And I do feel like it's a lot more cinematic. Some, in some respects, it isn't as as gamey as maybe I thought it might be. I think it's got like more of a cinematic quality to it. Um, certainly, the like I did all as well as the in-game stuff that I've done. I did all the cinematic sequences. So, I kind of, kind of feel like they're very. Um, well, Marvelesque probably a bit you know a bit like you know they're kind of like that so um so you know it, it's nice to be to be pushed and all that and to say you know it's not not they don't say this is terrible you know they say we think it's great but it could be a bit could you think of some i don't know push it a bit harder or whatever it is you know so um you just do your best right
0: well yeah i mean how specific did they get with i don't know the orchestration or taking the theme treating the theme in a different way did they get that specific or did they just kind of give you more general notes and then you had to figure it out?
1: Well, so, sometimes it'd be quite specific. So you'd get some kind of a, some video stuff. And Roman would often, because Roman's very musical as a, an audio director, which is a bit unusual. Um, he can suggest harmony and all that kind of stuff if he, if he, if he feels like it. So I'd get stuff for him, of. So he'd give me some examples. So David had kind of have the general top-down, you know, blah, 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 and then Ramon would try and translate that to what, what he thinks would be good for a musician like me. And then, um, uh, and then I'd, you know, we might send some examples of them, some video clips or some MP3 files that you thinks are in the right direction, and I'd have a go, you know. Um, and I generally would send the first 20, 30 seconds, something like that, because I kind of feel like, I'm, you know, rather than write the whole piece and then go, we don't like it, start again. I like, I'll send the first bit, is this in the right direction? Yes, I know, and I'll continue, or I'll start again, or I'll change it, or whatever, you know, so it kind of works a bit like that.
0: That's really interesting. I, I didn't know you could do that, <laughs> stop after 30 yeah, seconds. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel
1: like sometimes people don't want to do it that way, but often I've found that the people that I've worked for like that method because they kind of go again yeah, and get the, the flavor of what you try to do early. And then if we don't like it, we can not waste time and start again or or continue, you know? So, it, you know, it works out. You see, you get the first stanza of the theme, you know, sort of, you know, mapped out and send it off you know and then they'll they'll say yes i know you know so it works well
0: yeah i bet it does the scope of this game is huge because mario and peach and yoshi and all their friends and the rabbits they're not just saving the kingdom this time they're basically saving the galaxy from this evil cursa who's about ready to snuff out the little sparks and and cover everything with a dark mess and so it's really epic. And of course, it took three of you <laughs> to write the music. And so, <laughs> so I'm wondering what the, the collaboration was between the three of you.
1: Yeah, So, I mean, Yoko and me were on for the start, I think. Gareth got joined a bit later. Um, and so, um, like, I had no contact with Yoko at all. I, I don't think her English is great. So, uh, Ramar, the audio director, did, was the one that coordinating with her. I think he spoke to a tour agent because he, speak, he speaks English, I think, reasonably well. Um, and so, so I, it was never really any kind of, um, like I know Gareth well, we both live in LA we know each other, both Brits. And so, you know, sort of talk, when he joined the project later, we you know, we chatted, but um, Yoko not at all. So I only really waved to an online studio when we were recording the stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, I think Roman, saw, he was the one that kind of coordinated between the three of us. He would say, this is for you, this is for you, and kind of wove it all together kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Wow, yeah. Well, how did they, how did he divide up all of the, you know, the different areas or who was going to do which boss battle and that kind of thing?
1: I think they decided that I would do all the bosses, but I think I didn't do one of them, maybe. I think Gareth did Daphne, I think. But, um, but, um, but I did all the rest. Um, so, um, so they wanted me to do that. And then they, sometimes he'd say to me, could you pick up Yoko's tune from this bit and just weave it into something you've done? And I guess you would say the same thing to her. Um, you know, so it was a bit like that. So Ramal kind of chose what he thought suited each person. Um, and so, I guess I'm, I guess reasonably known for my boss pieces. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> allegedly. So I guess they thought that you know I should do those because it was water was my style. Um, you know, when we went to record it in in, in Japan, um, when we first um, sent this to so professor they were a bit like, oh, you know, you, you, it's very Hollywood esque the kind of styling music that you're writing, and we don't know if we can do that. And I was thinking, oh my god, it's going to be a going to be a disaster, you know. Um, but I don't know whether it's their, it's their culture to kind of underpromise and overdeliver because they, they were really fantastic. I mean, there was no issue about anything. And I was thinking, oh, I'm thinking, oh, that when it when it starts, it's gonna be a, gonna be dreadful. But it was really brilliant. And it's so odd how they and they kind of did it where the lead violin player there was no conductor, he would be in the studio and he would he would take care of getting everybody to do stuff, you know, like that, you know. And um even when I was saying that's a great take, you know, he was like, no, 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 we'll do it again. It can be better, can be better, you know. So it was crazy how they just tried so super hard. Um, and it was totally contrary to what they kind of said in the first place about with Dot's room, we can play that kind of style music and all the rest of it, you know. So yeah, it was bizarre, but brilliant, you know.
0: Well, it sounds incredible. I mean, it sounds like a Hollywood orchestra. And they were just amazing. That must have been a really cool experience being in Tokyo for the recording session.
1: So that went slightly wrong, oh. so, <laughs> so what, what happened was we
0: were all supposed to go, Gavade, me, Rama, and uh,
1: and Gareth, and we were all booked on our flights to go, And but I think Ubisoft didn't notice that Japan had changed its uh, laws because of the COVID thing, so they were allowing in no one for tourism, just for business, so you had to get a visa, so we didn't realize that, because normally the visa waiver program was working like it does in America, but they'd stopped that like a little bit before the recording, and we didn't realize that, so the only person that managed to get it in get it in time was Ramar. So Ramar went to the recording. He was there. And the rest of us were online monitoring at various times in the night. Uh, you know, you know, kind of thing. So like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause the time difference, I mean, it's it's 14 hours from the east coast. I don't know what it is from the west coast, but yeah, I think it's like maybe, 17 is it? Oh yeah, gosh. something like that. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's so it's sometimes it works all right, all right. Sometimes it didn't work out so well. It was like five in the morning, or you know, so a little bit tricky. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but there are you know, there's such great. You know audio movies is, is a thing that we use for the monitor online you do it online and it's studio quality you sit here with your headphones on you can see the orchestra on, on the camera it's very you know there's there's really great services out there that, that enable you to do it it just means you've got to be able to see silly times
0: now and then you know yeah but it sounds like it's almost like being in the control room which is really cool yeah
1: yeah and also with a guy that called yumo who was who did all the he a, he's a he's a a composer himself so we could talk to him and say bar four bar ten whatever and, and say the musical terms he could translate it to japanese and back so it was quite quick so, uh, so he was great. So it worked out really well in there. Anyway, as I say, it was like, it was a great experience. I mean, I really wasn't, I can't kind of think me and Gareth were both thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen, but it was great.
0: <laughs> well, it's an interesting choice because I've, I've talked with other composers who recorded air in London and then, you know, using Eastern European orchestras, um, Japan is an interesting choice. So was that because, um, Nintendo was involved kind of with the, the development?
1: So um, I don't know. Uh, this, uh, Davide there was very keen to uh, use a Japanese orchestra um, right from the very start of the me so said, "I want to go to Japan to do it." and I was like, "Well, fair enough." And I've, I've never been before. I've been to Prague and you know other places, but um, you know I never. So I just didn't, didn't know what to expect really. Uh, and I just think I don't know. I just think they decided to do it from the start, and then you know, and then it was a bit of a. As I say, we're a little bit dread at the end. There's a bit of a rush to get it all together, and there's some little hiccups here and there, but. Um, it was great. Uh, I just did this. That's the way I wanted to do it, and it, you know, it was, it was it was a great. And also, when I when I played uh, my agent uh, the um, the pieces, he was like, oh "My God, who, where was this and It sounds amazing!" You know, like and I was like, "Well, it's Japan." You know, I guess people don't really go there. You know, um, from from the West very often. So he said, "No, I've got to send everybody there." You know, so, so it was uh, so it worked out really well.
0: Yeah. So you guys are like the leading edge now of <laughs> orchestra recording.
1: <laughs> that's right. I did a cut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about your, um, how you wove themes from, you know, Koji Kondo's themes from Mario into this score. I remember when we talked about you doing the first Mario Rabbids, you were a little bit intimidated by taking his music and kind of just using it in, in various ways. And did that get easier as you were working on the first Mario Rabbids score?
1: No, I'm still scared. <laughs> yeah. How can you not be scared of Koji Kondo? Like, you know, he's the Jedi Master. I'm just a mere Padawan, right? So I feel like, uh, you know, it's never going to get easy, that kind of thing. But they're super nice. You know, it's not like they say, oh, my God, it's terrible. Um, so um, uh, so the main one I use this time is, is Rosalina's theme from them. It's, the, I think it's an the observatory theme from Mario FC, uh, Mario Galaxies. So I think it's that one. Um, so there's a couple of, couple of the trailers that I do that's in the game as well. Um, and I did, yeah, I, I, last time I, I got some of the arrangement a little bit wrong, um, because I, I have to work it out. I just go to YouTube and find the clip, right? I don't, I don't absolutely, you know, I just I kind of would do it by ear. So it wasn't like I got wrong notes. I, I just, I got some things in the wrong register, a bit like I did on the uh, uh, Mario Castle theme on the last game. Uh, and they're just very polite and say, can you just change it to that? And you just change it right, then no, it's fine. So, uh, and I used to put bits and pieces, but I, you know what, it's, I just can't remember. Because you, 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 you get, you get, you turn through lot, such a lot of music at the end, you forget what you wrote. So I do know there's other bits and pieces in there. I just, I just can't <laughs> tell you what they are without looking. So, uh, but, you know, it'll, you know I, I think Nintendo I feel like as long as you're respectful, and of course I am, because, you know, Kondo's just, you know, he's a legend, right? So um, I feel like uh, I'm super respectful and, you know, I try to do my ultimate best to make it sound as best as I possibly can you know you know so uh no it, you know it, those are still those little pinch me moments where you kind of go oh my god i'm doing this theme from something that i played years ago and you know it's incredible you know
0: oh yeah i can imagine it's just um i, I think if you're respectful and you're true to the spirit of of what he wrote then um yeah then everybody's happy so
1: yeah yeah and I, I think we're all you know massive nintendo fans i mean something like that i just feel like he does is packed full of like absolute nintendo fans you know so we're all super respectful on, on the whole everything in the game really you know we just, just not want to break it you know
0: you know you are so good at writing really cheerful music and <laughs> gareth said in an interview that the thing that he really enjoyed about it is that this soundtrack is almost relentlessly cheerful and, and it was a nice change of pace for him um with the you know really emotional music that he's written for ori and uh, the, the powerful music for ARC and stuff. But what did you enjoy about writing th- these really cheerful tracks?
1: I guess I've done a lot of that over the years. Um, so, um, I don't know. Like, I think, like when I look back to, like, Vivi Piñata, like, when doing that one, that was my kind of Vaughan williams elgar moment, right? You know, I just can't, well, in my mind, anyway, I don't anybody else thinks think, so that was my sort of, you know, taking it. You know, so I do like writing cheerful music. I do like doing that. And I think have to be careful, it can get a bit sickly sometimes and it can get a little bit too jolly. So I just feel that you've got to find the right blend of it to make it, to keep it not too on the sickly side, you know. Um, And so I do really enjoy it. But I also feel like doing the cinematic sequences, there's not a lot of joy in the cinematic sequences. (laughs) They're like, they're pretty dark, you know, a lot of it is dark. So I feel like I've got, even though people, it's not on the soundtrack, when they play the game the cinematics are very as I say I very because of the the mess and, and cursor and you know it's very it's pretty dark moments really. so I feel like I got a chance to write both sides of the coin really you know like the, you know there's some great bits in the in the in the levels that I did that um you know it's super it's nice to do something it's just unabashedly jolly you know, it's just like, <laughs> It's just nice to do that stuff, you know.
0: Well, I really loved listening to the track with Sunny Side of the Galaxy because it did really remind me of your music for Viva Piñata. And it just, I don't know, there's just something really hopeful about it, I guess. And it's just like a nice place to be.
1: So that was one of the ones I put in the Mario Overture. That was my that was my little John Williams moment. Or at least that's what I thought. That's um, and so, and it's got this big sort of soaring theme tune and I feel like it was just a great, and like I was chuffed that they picked it out from the, the thing that, that Mario said, well, we're going to put it in the game, you know, to feel like, they think it's a, it's a good melody. So, you know, I love writing, you know, it, it's, I guess it's very Viva Pinata esque, and um, it's just, you know, it's me pretending to be John Williams, you know, it, you know, as you know, best I can do anyway. Um, and so, uh, no, yeah, I love that, that. was, yeah, I, I was super pleased that they picked it out and wanted to use it, you know. So, so, I kind of wrote that in, a, in that summertime without any idea what the game was going to be at all. I just did something that I thought would suit a game, you know. Sure.
0: I mean, once you knew it was going to be in the game, did you have to like develop it further or tweak the, the orchestration at all?
1: So, the end part of it is a, is a new bit, but the main theme bit of it is that was already written. So, it was just the kind of bit to what the bit of at the, at the end that kind of wrapped it around was a bit that added to it. But um, the, all of it was just it was done in that summer in, like, I guess, 2018 so, yeah, ages ago.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, it must be a little weird to be talking about it now because it happened so long ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, you know, I guess everything just sits around for ages. So, you know, by the, by the end of it, everyone's sick of hearing it. <laughs> 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 it's
0: i've got a friend who's a you know an author so he goes on book tours once the book is published but he wrote the book so long ago that a lot of times he can't remember <laughs> you know keep yeah,
1: often you can't remember it's a bit like i think is it just old age or is it just, is it just genuinely too long ago you know, i can't quite work it out
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you mentioned um von williams and i don't know maybe being an english composer that's sort of an inescapable part of your DNA as a composer, I'm not sure, but I really heard a lot of Von Williams in your peon to Palette Prime. And I don't know if that was just sort of subconscious or what, but there's like this this moment in it that reminded me of like Von Williams, you know, sort of English folk song-y type stuff.
1: You know what, that is exactly that. Like, you know, it's quite nice you picked it up with it because I loved writing that one. It it was kind of called, I think it was called Winter Puddles when I did it because, you know, the names are all different. So it's got a bit of that... It's that Dorian Modi thing. And, you know, and I felt like it just, it had that folk song element to it. And, you know, it, 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 sometimes you start writing something it just it, it just ends up turning into something else. And I just, I don't have had that plan at the start. It just ended up being that. Bit John Williams' Home Alone as well, kind of you know that kind of thing, um, and you know so yeah that, that was like, and also I was, I was watching um, uh, uh, Lock and Key as well on the on the telly, and like uh, that's a bit like that, and it, I kind of I think it stuck in my head, so when I was kind of writing it, it kind of it just all sort of came out on that piece, um, and now it's light and bouncy and all that stuff, you know, so I, I you know. And I felt like it was something a bit out the, of out the ordinary, I kind of, I didn't feel like it was something you hear in games, I mean, it's, of course I'd say that because I wrote it, but, you know, I felt like it was something that I hadn't really heard before, you know, and I felt like it was a little bit different, it's very bouncy and, you know, all that kind of stuff and it suited the the kind of um, the environment really well and, and it's folk songy and, you know, so... Yeah, I guess I agree with you. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but but I hasten to add that of course, Vol volume, Williams is like you know a legend, and I'm not, so I tried my best. You
0: know? <laughs> no, I could <laughs> I, I could really hear it, and I just I wondered, um, you know, since you were getting in, you know inspiration from TV soundtracks and stuff, have you ever had the experience of writing something and then realizing, well, that's actually by somebody else? <laughs> it just sort of popped into your head.
1: You know, I'm not sure I've done that. I feel like. I copied myself once. I was right. I, I, I worked on a game called Mickey's Castle of Illusion ages and ages ago, and I wrote a piece for that that I'd use some. I'd use the theme somewhere else and hadn't realised it. No, no, I wrote for that. And when I came to the desktop dungeons, I used exactly the same theme and didn't realise it until I went, "Oh my god, it's, it's just <laughs> exactly the same theme." <laughs> <laughs> so it only really, it's only really happened once, but that was, yeah, that was then, Yeah, so I had, to, yeah, I had to change that. So I just kept the chords and made the melody a bit different. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But one of the cool things about this game about Sparks is all the different planets where they go, and every single one of them is a different environment. And you know, Palette Prime is kind of the autumny type um, planet, and which is why that that track is such a great fit. But then there's a you know a crisp winter planet, um, pristine peaks, and uh, it must have been fun to take the you know the visual cues from you know the concept art and the video that you saw and and play off that for the music and i'd, I'd love to know you know what makes music sound cold to you
1: i know it's a bit no I, like i did that when i did the civilization games too i got the, the ice planet and the desert planet on the first game you know and it's like it is fun to type to look at that stuff and i do feel like human beings are a little bit pre-programmed to hear certain things when you see certain things i just think it's from movies from 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 years and years and years ago, I think, you know, we all just expect to hear this sound for the sea and this sound for the moon and this sound, you know, I think you do expect stuff like that. So, and I always feel like any composer kind of worth the salt when someone says to you it's a frozen ice planet or something. Like, even before I do anything, I'm thinking pizzicato, strings, celeste, glockenspiel, you know, you're thinking that instantly before you touch touch the keyboard, you know. Um, And so, and I don't know whether that's just Everyone's done it a million times, and that's just the way it is. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if that's what it is, but it, I think my mind jumps to that. I just think I think of spiky things in my head. So spiky instruments, things like you know, as like I say, the percussion stuff because it's spiky, or the pizzicato, it's spiky, or the glockenspiel, it's spiky, or the rim because it's spiky. You know, that just that just sounds like that to me in my head. I don't know if anybody else thinks that's that's what I think.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it does. It it sounds like, you know, little ice crystals or, you know, icicles yeah. hanging down off rocks and stuff. And so Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, when they fall they make that really interesting kind of shattering sound too. And so although... Yeah, I
1: just think I think we're all just pre
0: programmed to hear that kind of thing. hmm Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm really curious about how this project kind of like stretched you artistically i mean you mentioned that it really pushed you and so did it. Is that with um you know being a better orchestrator or coming up with different melodies you know i like to think
1: i'm getting better but you know who knows <laughs> <laughs> you know i sort of like to think that i am getting better every time i do something you never know really you just do your best and I think also your influences change a little bit as well as you go along, um, you know. So, like, when I got to the last piece, the, the big boss battle was for the Galaxy, and that's the big long boss piece at the end for, uh, for Cursor, right? So, you know, you always kind of push the boat out for the big battle and chuck in the kitchen sink and everything else, you know, kind of thing. So I really feel like, and Davide was like, come on, Grant, you've got to do it. To, you, know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, so I really felt like I really went for it on that one. And, I, you know, I guess we always say we're good for it on Boss Pieces, but I really felt like on that one, I really went for it, you know, it was the best that I can at my, this current stage of my development, if you want to say. And he did cry when he heard it, so I thought, right, I did that, I did that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, got the, I got the crying stamp at the end, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased with the way that turned out. And, it, you know, I, I feel like it's a big, epic thing, but it's got light moments in it too. And, it, you know, it's got the big... That, the, the the theme at the start of that is also one of the themes that I wrote in that summer Mario, thing. thing is the theme and that appears in all the cutscenes throughout the game um, and that is a theme that i wrote in the mario overture back in the summer of 2018 um you know so i was pleased that I made it in as well um so you know i mean i like, yeah i think that for the galaxy piece just i don't know i just you, you just really you just really i think sometimes you, as a composer you kind of hedge your bets because like i feel like we're all just prepared to go and like make it as big as massive as possible, and people are going to go, oh, We can't have that, it's too big, you know. And so I always hedge my bets, but sometimes you just kind of go, Oh, I just got to, to go for it. And they can say no they're like, you know. Like that. <laughs> and, and sometimes you write something and then they say, Yeah, great. You go, Oh, I could have gone bigger than that, you know, you don't realize, you know. So I feel like I'm learning now that it's best just to go for it, and then they can you can always pull it back if it's too much rather than go underneath it. And then, you know, you could wish you could have done a bit more. So I feel like on that that for the galaxy piece i really kind of went for it and i'm really super happy with it oh yeah um,
0: it's incredible you know. it's just really over the top and just yeah. and it, it's an epic battle so it of course it needed really epic music
1: yeah you know and i kind of feel epic's an overused word i think everyone you know i, I, I just can't think of another word <laughs> <So> <laughs> it has to be that you know uh, so um And also, you never never know, do you? The only thing, the only time you know is when people like you listen to it or somebody else listens to it and tells you. Because you you get too close to it, you try your best, and the dev team hears it a million times over. And, you know, you just, you have to wait until people review it or listen to it or message you on Twitter and say, I like that piece. And, you you know, and and sometimes pieces that you think were just things inconsequential are people's favourites. I mean, I did that movie, The King's Daughter, uh, out early this year. You know, we just won the World Soundtrack Award for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: scores. congratulations! That's so cool. I know, uh,
1: ridiculous, yeah. I mean, you know, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, I sat there when they call your name. I was a bit like, oh my god, I've got to make a speech. You know, like you know, <laughs> you know, you know. But there's a piece in that. Of, uh, it's in it's in the ballroom, right? Setting, you know, it's uh, France and Louis the Fourteenth and Pierce Brosnan, you know, you know, and this Kate Escudellaria. So they're all kind of in the ballroom dancing away. To, and I just kind of put this pseudo. Mozarty thing together. It took me, like, probably ten minutes to write, no exaggeration, you know, It's just because I kind of feel like people just expect to hear that kind of thing, and then when she walked in, there's a bit of a beautiful flute moment, and she's all beautiful in slow motion and all that, and then it goes back to the kind of pseudo-classical thing, and that's the most listened to track on the, on the soundtrack. It's just, it's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> the other stuff that we're, you know, well, to the rest, of, you know, it's, it's bizarre, you so you don't, you know, you, sometimes you just never know. Um, and that, I wouldn't have thought that would be the track that, that most people would listen to on that soundtrack, because it's like, just traditional, classic, all stuff that I don't have much regard about, you know. Like so, you, know, you just got to wait and see what happens at the end of it all and what people like, you know.
0: And I think it was really neat. I don't know, a week or so ago, there was a just sort of a can, you know, one of those questions to get thrown out there: Who's your favorite game composer? And to, <laughs> you got tons and tons and tons of votes, which was really neat. So well,
1: you know, I kind of feel that's just, it's just nice that kind of thing, you know. And I, I feel like there's such a lot of you know i'm under no illusion there's such a there's a gazillion brilliant composers out there and so you know it, it's never lost on me that anybody even one person wants to listen to what i've done and i always think that you know for one person to world in the world to like something that came out of my head that's amazing right never mind a few or a few hundred or whatever you know I kind of feel like it's it's a it's such a special thing and it's like you know I'm massively humbling to think that anybody could even care about what I write you know it's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, no, it's, it's, it's very, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't surprised at all, basically. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that's really cool. It's very, it's very kind of you. (laughs) I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned that you had the, the job of writing a lot of the music for the boss battles. Do you, how do you plan those out? Because, you know, unlike, you know, a lot of the other combat cues or exploration cues, there's a kind of a choreography to boss battles. And so... How do you kind of set that all up so that when the end of the battle comes and you have to really crank it up to 11 I and mean, they kind of can't come out of nowhere?
1: So this time we tended to do the boss battles in three phases. So we'd write, I'd write three pieces, one a bit, you know, and then ramp up in, in kind of intensity. And you can never predict when the the battle comes so you can never get that. It's, 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 it's interactive, right? Um, but I mean, um, the like Midnight, I mean, Davide was super happy with that boss character was, he was he loved it to death and he was like you know it was like you it must be special it must be you know like you know all, all this stuff so i'd be mean, like to try and that was one of ones i did probably 10 versions of each maybe each very vari- of each thing till he was finally happy you know and i'm not even he was happy at the end really but i think he was he, he nearly was you know so um so that i feel like that the, the midnight one was um one that we worked really hard on because you like the character and everyone seems to like the character. It's a kind of spooky, ghosty thing and she's you know she's, she's kind of ugh, beautiful but dangerous but all that, all that kind of thing, you know. So um, that was uh, great. But making it to the last boss battle um, I think I had a couple of ghosts at said, and they, they were like, we're not sure. I said, I said, look, just let me write a long piece of music. I'm telling you, it's going to work. <laughs> 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 and they were like, right. Go for it. So that's when it, and that's how it turned out. So, in actual fact, in in the last the last cursor battle, there's like a like a there's a first piece for the first part of the battle, which is kind of a sound design, ambient thing. I guess a bit Prometheus. That's what we're talking about. But the, but phases two and three are covered by one piece. So the, the two, it plays part of the big boss piece, but then cuts off and loops back to the start, and then you only get to hear the, the whole thing on the last phase of the battle. So, so it works like that. Um, so I'm like, um, the first, this, I think it's called Heart of Darkness. I think I'm looking at it now, I'm, I'm at Heart of Darkness. Mess. I think that's it. And it's like a very sound design thing. So, and it's prometheus and it's kind of a spooky and a bit dangerous. And so that's that's the first part. But like, you know, I felt like that was a bit unusual for the game. That wasn't something you'd expect here in a game like that. So it pushed the envelope, you know, they were suggesting things that I wasn't expecting. Um, like that 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 um, I, I like best of all hitting bedrock piece. Oh
0: yeah, that. I. What I loved about that one is the brass writing. I mean, I can tell you, <laughs> you've got a background as a brass player because.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, love, I mean, I, you know, because my brass, player, I love writing for brass. I guess a lot, a lot, of composers that, but I love to do that. You know, and I mean, like, Ramar said, we want it to be like Conti, a Conti thing. You know, so so it's like, or, or Polidori, so it's like, you know, Robocop, Conan, you know, uh, Rocky, you know, all stuck together. So I was like hold my coat, you know, I, Like, just let me at it, you know, so um, that was fantastic fun to do, and I think it, that for me, and a little, bit, a little bit Mandalorian too, a bit mixed in with it as well, uh, and so, you know, to get to write something in that style, which I feel like, I feel like so, look, you don't hear that much these days, was massive fun, like, you know, and like, and I really went for it on that, like I always say that, but I mean, you know, it was really great to do that, and it turned out fantastically well. Japanese guys played it they really got into it really went for it so it was such a good fun to do
0: oh I bet I mean it just it really st- it's a standout track in the whole soundtrack I just you know it, it co- totally grabbed my attention uh when I heard it the first time and it doesn't hurt that my car has like 13 bang and all speakers <laughs> <in> it so <laughs> I'm glad
1: I'm glad you like it I mean yes you know you, sometimes you write something that people are going to notice it so you know that's one of those pieces that I thought, God, I hope people notice this, because I, I really, you know, it, it may be that it just misses Amar with everybody, you know, but it seems that like everyone sort of kind of likes it. But I mean, you know, that was such a great idea for Amar to say, this could be a great, it's a big battle for Bowser, that is, you know, the Bowser Battle of but you know. And, um, and, I, and it really suits the character. It's bombastic and, you know, like Bowser is. And, you know, sometimes you think, you end up writing some kind of generic boss piece that kind of fits the character. But I really feel like that really fits the character. Uh, it just a, such a great idea and you know, I'm writing in that style. Of, it's just one of those things that you think, just, I never thought I'd ever get the chance to write in that kind of style. I think as video games guys, we do get used to kind of writing lots of different styles. So I kind of, I think that's one of the things that I guess we all kind of do. But that was one I've not done before. So it was uh, it was awesome to do it.
0: Well, hopefully you'll get a chance to do it again. I mean. Yes, yes. I'll do a rocket movie. Here. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, Besides that one, are there some other tracks that, like, really stood out or that you really had a great time writing?
1: So Interstellar Invaders. So that was one where, right at the start, Davide was saying to me, we need to get the signature sound for the game. Right. And I was like, oh. So, and I was trying to find something that was a bit different. And so I wrote that. And I think it was, I think it was called Roman Enemies Summer, maybe. Something like that. Anyway, so the the, the calling instant insta It's only short, it's only a minute long. It's for a small little battle. But he felt that, that that piece gave the game its, in his head, its identity. It was kind of spacey and galaxy-ish. I don't know if that's a real word. And uh, and so, yeah, so that one's, and that's what it's in the soundtrack. It's only short, but I feel like he, he really felt that summed everything up into one thing. And I'd be watching that show, The Flight Attendant. But that I felt that soundtrack to me really stood out. It was like fresh and percussive, and um, and so even though that piece probably didn't sound anything like that, I believe that really influenced me in writing that piece. It was kind of I, can't, I just can't describe it. It's got tim- like dry timpanis and like you know big it's percussion, and um, and it really spoke to me. I thought that's a really fresh sound, and so I, I thought that's the sound I tried to get into that piece. And David was like, yes, this is a. Anyway, I don't know if I've got the the rest of the music in the game right, but you like that one.
0: that you can listen to a soundtrack from something and kind of deconstruct it or figure out what it is that makes it tick and makes it sound unique and then kind of rearrange those things like you know parts of a a clock or something in your head and come up with something that has sort of the same spirit or sort of the same elements i I don't know that's just like a really special gift
1: well you know i feel like I don't know if it's a gift. I think it's just stealing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you call it, stealing. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I think, like, us, we like to call ourselves media composers these days, right? So, we know, that's what we kind of call ourselves. So, I do think, like, you do get asked to do lots of different styles. And it's, it's good working out how stuff works. So I I mean I remember, so, so didn't Mozart look at Haydn's symphonies and strip it down and work out the symphony form from what Haydn did and then, you know, can it? so you get the skeleton and you put your own ideas into the skeleton. So you get the form, and you, you know, I, I don't know if that, I've got, I've got that completely wrong, but that no, no, day,
0: no, that's, that's exactly right. All
1: right, <laughs> oh, Well, yeah, for my, for my days at music college, I learned something, right? So, um so I kind of, I've always remembered that and I kind of feel like that's a great way to learn. You know, so when I'm trying to copy John Williams and bits like I do understand, which is not many, um, you know, I can strip it down, work out what you're doing, like, maybe harmonically or the skeleton of what, what and then I can have the bare bones and insert my own stuff into it and then learn that. And then hopefully write something that's a bit like it, not, not a direct copy, but, you know, you know, a bit, you know, kind of thing. So I think I feel like I like, it's, I, I like to learn that way. I will look at ET and go, how's that 16 bar sequence work? You know whatever it is, and work out what he's doing harmonically Go, oh, that's 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 an interesting, you know, harmonic change that he's done there. You know, you don't maybe spot it, listen to it without working it out because his melodies, his melodies are so smooth and fantastic. You sometimes don't spot all the crazy stuff that's going on underneath. You know, uh, and so, so, I, and so I still do that to this day with all sorts of stuff. Like trying it's a, a technique I think really I think all composers probably do it, and it's it's great to learn that stuff and then try and weave it into your own a little bit and little sequences that you can, you know. So I do feel like it's just stealing, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's maybe more like, I don't know, having a, a, a wire frame that you can like hang your right. own stuff on. <laughs> well,
1: that's a very, um, very complimentary way of saying it. So, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you can even answer this, but is there going to be a third Mario Rabbids, do you think?
1: But, I mean, this one's just come out right. So I've no idea what they're going to do next. And, you know... Um, like we did the uh, Nintendo the launch at the Nintendo Store in New York a couple of weeks ago. Uh, me and Davide did the launch there. We did it on the last game as well. And it's good. Great, me and Davide Gettle and Graham have a good, a good rapport together, you know. But he did say, he said, that in front of all the gathered people that were there, I will never work at another game without Garanta. That's what he said. So I, so I said, get that in writing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, want, I want that contract because I don't believe you. So let's see if he, if he keeps his promise he may not i don't know and i sometimes i feel like composers can get you know attached to a franchise and maybe the create people get sick of you so that can easily happen so david and they get sick of me i don't know um i'm hoping he doesn't because i love working with him and he's like you know I, you know all joking aside i feel like you know me and david and ramar we have a great rapport together we can you know and i kind of feel like we are good friends so if they, if they want to say it's what i've written is rubbish i don't get offended you know kind of thing And i also feel like as you know generally speaking as a media composer you can't get offended because if you want to go and write, like when I wrote the the, the Feld uh, trombone thing, you know, um, and I remember we chatted about that when we we did the, the premiere, right, and I mean, you know, it was odd writing it because I'm so used to writing it for somebody else and saying, and then giving me advice about one, like, I had no one to please except me on that. And it was such a weird experience kind of going, well, so you'd write a bit and go, who do you need to send it to? And it's like, oh, nobody, I, I just write it and that's, that's what Ian plays, you know. Yeah, that's, that's it there's no one to say whether they like it or not it was and i did the, i did kirk verne as well which is the charlie vernon who's a bass trombone playing the chicago symphony orchestra so it's because he heard kirk feld and asked him, i just thought kirk, i couldn't know what, think what to call it it's a kirk Vern kind of works and charlie's you know he's played that he's a, he's a legend you know in his own right you know uh, and so that's the same experience with that so you know it's it's it, you know it's it's a funny thing you, do, you just you do your best and hope that Someone likes it and wants to employ you again, you know. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you shouldn't get offended when someone said "Don't like it," because if you're a work for hire composer, you need to do what they what they want to hear, right? And that's it. And if you if you want to argue with the creative director, you're probably just going to get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the that's the end of it, you know. Right. So um, I'm totally I totally understand my job, and I totally understand working for other people. I think you have to be able to, you know, produce what they want to hear. Sure. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, there will be more. Know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, um, just got to keep da- oh, yeah, I've just got to keep down da- there crying, right? That's, right, it's that's it. getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So you keep me crying at some point,
0: you know. <laughs> well, Grant, it has been so much fun to catch up, and I really appreciate your time, and thank you so much, and congratulations on a fantastic soundtrack.
1: Well, thank you very much for asking me, Kate. It's always nice to have a little chat every now and then, you know. feel like I'm not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, thank you very much. It's been awesome.